You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to God's Word. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. I think it's safe to say that there are few things that I enjoy talking about, thinking about more than I would say the base, like primarily, it's the word. And if you're brand new to the Devoted Podcast, and this is your first time stopping by, I'm a broken record about this, gals. I am in the best of possible ways. And I hope that we're all broken records about this, about the truth of God's word, the reliability, the authority of God's word. I don't know. I can't help but talk about it. And not only like have a excitement about it, but also just have a peace about it. And all of those things that we talk about here on the podcast or in our Bible studies at Athe Women, hopefully will always center around God's word and what he says to us and, and for us, the things that his word reveals about him and who he is and his loving, amazing, redemptive plan for humanity. That's what the Bible's about, right? So we talk about that all the time. I love, 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 love talking about that. I think the next layer up that I also get really just absolutely passionate about talking is how the word itself and how God, through his word, instructs us so clearly about who we are as women. So it's no surprise, right? That's my lane of us as women who were to be what we're called to be, how we do that. Crazy is that everybody else in the world has all kinds of input on how that should look, what you should do. Just, I don't know, it's very loud and noisy today when it comes to who you are as a woman, what your role is, and everything from like real minutia, like real practical things on what that should look like to just bigger vision stuff. I mean, goodness, I mean, you guys know the ridiculousness of that it's actually a question, what is a woman? We're not going to talk about that today because that's crazy stuff. And again, that's where we go. The word actually already said that really, really clearly. So I don't know. Perhaps that's a little bit of a, a long way of saying I get real, <laughs> really into talking about what the Bible says about us as women. And today on this podcast, I'm just going to kind of talk about what we're about to sort of embark on a little bit at Athe Women. We are about to start almost kind of a, a year sitting in biblical womanhood. And yes, it is going to be a concentrated study on that for sure. In some ways, I feel like that's sort of what we always do, because we really do want to tap into and talk about the things that Scripture says to us as women, how we can really apply that. So hopefully that's just kind of what we do, generally speaking, as a ministry. But specifically this year, we're really taking a concentrated look at biblical womanhood. So I want to kind of, I'm going to tell you kind of like what this next season is going to look like a little bit, but I also kind of want to peel back the curtain a little bit and just get to talk to you guys about why this is so, so important today. I mean, it is so important for us to know what God's word says and for us to rightly walk in what he says for us as women. Not our own version, not the world's version, but man, as best that we possibly can to walk according to his perfect biblical design for us as women. So go back a year or so, and that's kind of when our Bible studies begin, when we start talking about what we're going to write next, what we're going to study next, and all of that kind of stuff. 
we've done the math and it takes nine months, which I I think is kind of funny, 40 weeks, right? (laughs) It's like a pregnancy for the beginning of a study to when we actually have books in hand and things like this. And this one's a little bit different because as I'm going to explain, we're going to break this one into two parts. But go back a year-ish and this issue of who we are as women and that question. And and the, at the time, there was a documentary that came out, What is a Woman? And everybody's talking about this. We've got all the transgender stuff, just all kinds of stuff in our world that I'm not using today to dissect all those things, just to point out the confusion, to point out that the world is struggling <laughs> to find what is reality even, right? It's it's struggling to define what is real and to understand and know truth. And half the time they don't even want to think there is truth. Again, all things that are very contradictory to scripture because scripture says there is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. I mean, it's real clear. So you go back a year when we start to talk about writing these things, and I sensed for sure that among women and just the things that we're struggling with, even within churches and churches trying to figure out, seeing churches that we've known as being very traditional complementarian churches, which if that's a term you've not heard before, we've discussed it here. And you could also go on Athey Creek's teaching website, and Pastor Brett's talked about that quite a bit. We have dug into that a bit. But as a complementarian church, believing that there are distinct roles in which men and women function within the church body. That's specific to the church. That was a big topic a year ago. It's still a big topic today. So I'm just kind of giving you like sort of the backdrop of, of what we were seeing then, what we're still seeing now. And if anything, I would just say that all of these issues continue to ramp up. They continue to be more noisy. And sadly, I feel like we're seeing more and more people kind of being sucked into some of these so-called arguments that this is the right way to go. At the end of the day, someone can go, man, I don't have that kind of time to sit there and observe like this view or that and this scholar. And I mean, there's just so much noise about it. And I get that. And I got some good news for you. Because again, if you just turn to the simplicity of what God's word says, it's actually super, super simple. And maybe that's just kind of revealing something about my personality a little bit as well. I kind of like to keep it simple. And I think that God's word does keep it so simple. And I think that's gracious. I think that's kind of him to be so clear and loving with us in that way. He doesn't make it hard. We make it hard. We really do make it hard. (laughs) But I don't think that is the Lord's heart. And I think as even as you read scripture, you see how his treatment of women, you know, in the New Testament, even the Old Testament, there's all this good, good stuff. But we've instead changed it to mean something that it was not intended to do. So there's all of that junk kind of out there, kind of cluttering everything up. And so I really wanted to take some really concentrated time this year for us as gals to circle around the word and what it says about who we are as women. So this study is going to be broken up. And like I said, it's a little bit different than other studies we've done. We always have the study workbook that was written, and that's coming. So if you're listening to this in the first part of the year, you're going to be like, where's my workbook? Well, let me just give you some brass tacks on how this study is going to work this time. It's called Defined by Design, a study on biblical womanhood. And we're going to kick it off here in the winter months. And I don't know whether you're, if you're listening to this, like as this drops, then actually the study is going to be starting next week, which is 
awesome. If you're listening to this in a couple weeks, don't feel like you're behind because that is the beauty of technology and all the teachings and all that kind of stuff is going to live on the Athey Women YouTube channel and you can still plug into that. So how we're going to do this, though, is a little bit different in that we're going to be meeting on Tuesday evenings and we're going to be meeting live in the building. Or if you're joining us online, then you can live stream it or you can check it out on the Athey Women YouTube channel. Like I said, it's usually up the next day. And that's going to be where we're going to really walk through in some way, not, I don't want to say slowly in a boring way, because I actually just think it's really important for us to really focus in on some areas that sometimes they're the scriptures that gals don't want to read. Oh, I think they're fantastic. I think these are really exciting scriptures to really understand. And I want to bring you along with me in by what some would look at me as like, aim, that's real weird that you think that that's a fun passage. I do. What are you talking about? What weird passages? Well, passages like in 1 Timothy 2. Everybody loves that one. That's where it says in chapter 2, verse 8 starts, I said, I desire that in every place that men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. And it goes on. Here we go. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. And you're like, okay, fine, Aim. I'm just turning you off right there. Well, don't. This is a fantastic passage. You'll probably hear me say this a lot in the study. Anything about this stuff, this is not a got to, it is a get to. And it is all part of the Lord's gracious, loving design. So if your flesh or the world that's influenced us to just kind of be very contradictory or abrasive to things that we read like that, or you're going to hear like, oh, no, 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 I read somewhere that that's just a cultural thing. And there was this stuff going on in the church that, you know, Paul is addressing there. And I'm probably going to blow a lot of that up for y'all later on. Word is meant to be taken as it's written. And I, I think we like to throw on there that there's this cultural lens and there's this nuance and all of these things. And then sometimes a spade is a spade. Okay. I know there's more to that argument. Of course, there are situations and it is important to read scripture according to the audiences written and all of those kinds of things. But that does not negate truths that are in the word that are supported elsewhere in scripture that don't allow us to just make things very culturally relative. That's one of those passages. There's other passages when it talks about authority and headship and wives being submissive unto their husbands and all those kinds of things. There's a lot of those kinds of passages out there that sometimes gals don't like to talk about those ones. And I don't know, maybe I'll be super annoying to you guys in the next seven weeks because I actually really like to talk about those things. And the reason is because it's not like I'm putting out, like, here's Amy's really brilliant thought on this, because if you're looking for that, you're going to be so disappointed. But it's what God's word says. And I don't have to be ashamed of that. I don't have to defend that. This is what God has said. And I just want to get on board with that. I kind of love that. So walk with me through. If I have already said some stuff that you're like super offended by and all of that kind of stuff, all I'm going to ask at this point, if that's you, is would you pray about joining us on this study for sure? Would you just pray and ask the Lord if this is something that he would have you take a look at his word with us on this? And if it's not with us, you know what? That's fine. Just seek the Lord and seek his word. Do it. You will never be disappointed. His word does not return void. And it's so important for us to just go to the word, block out the noise and all of the crazy stuff that's out there right now, and really 
just bring a singular focus. You know, a couple of things that hit me when I just was beginning to write this study last year is how simple it is. Well, I should say simple in that it's singular, but it can be hard to just keep your focus on Jesus. The story in the New Testament I love up with uh, Peter walking on the water, right? And we all know how that story goes. He wants to come and he wants to just walk out on the water and he wants to come towards Jesus which is, is a good thing, right? We would say, oh, that, that's so commendable, Peter, that you want to come near Jesus and you want to take a step in faith and all of these things. Awesome stuff. But what happens, as we know, is he steps out of the boat and he takes his eyes off of Jesus and instead he starts seeing the wind. And everyone's like, well, how do you see the wind? Well, you, you don't see the wind, but you feel the effects of it, right? And he gets kind of knocked around and he's watching the waves and, and he's getting tossed around because his focus is on the chaos, is on the struggle, is on the, you know, the wind and being kind of thrown off balance, not on Jesus. In some ways, I liken that to even this conversation with biblical womanhood. There is all kinds of different conversations, different debates, different discussions that you can tap into. There's even just things, your own opinions, maybe, that you have, or maybe the way you were raised. And so you kind of like look at that and use that experience to really drive what you believe right now. And what I think is actually the right way of doing that is to look at Jesus. What does Jesus say? What does God's word tell us? about all of these questions that we have, these different discussions, the different debates that are out there. And the thing that is so great is that, man, you could spend a lifetime probably <laughs> like observing all the different debates and arguments and reading everybody's different sources. And it might be a good academic exercise, but at the end of the day, it's just an academic exercise. If you are focusing on Jesus, you're looking to him, you're trusting him that he knows who you are, what your role is to be right now, that he is all-knowing, all-powerful, I would far rather trust in that than either my own academic lack of prowess, probably, in being able to analyze effectively these other debates or other influences that might come at me, or maybe even somebody else's opinion, or maybe the way it was when you were growing up and how your mom thought of these things. But what does the Bible think about it? What is really that biblical model for us as women? And I hope that you guys will just hear over and over and over, go to the source, go to God's word and trust it. Right now, it's the beginning of the year when I'm recording this. And so I've kind of done a reboot of my Through the Bible reading plan. And right now I'm going through an audio version of the chronological Bible. And so I love the ones that, yeah, they start you in Genesis, of course, because... That's where it all starts, right? And then you get into Job. Now, this is usually, if you're in a chronological plan, where a lot of people will get lost. If they don't get lost in Job, then by the time they get to Leviticus, they're like, no, I'm done. No, hang in there with that. It's so good. I've been in Job. And Job is interesting to me because sometimes, you know, I've read Job and sometimes people are like, oh, man, I just want to get out of Job because I feel like when I'm in Job, I start feeling like, wow, my life is like Job right now and nobody likes this. But this morning I was just thinking about it as I was listening to it. And I thought, you know, we know that Job is part of a scripture. Go to the New Testament where it talks about all scripture is God breathed. It is all profitable for teaching correction. It's all in there. In the last part, and then verse 17, it says that we may be equipped for every good work. It will be make us complete and equipped Christians, right? Well, that includes Job. And do you ever just kind of go, really? Did Job really need to be there? But one of the things I was observing about Job is that, you know, you know the beginning of the story where all the conversation between uh, Satan and 
God and what's allowed. And then Job's world falls apart, right? And then there are like chapter upon chapter upon chapter upon chapter of Job's so-called friends that give him all this really great advice, right? It's not so great. And I always used to kind of look at that and I'd be like, man, why are these verses in here? Why are these conversations in here with these friends of Job that, wait, th- this isn't true. This isn't true about God. And and I can say that. We know that because then God comes in at the end and he kind of sets everybody straight. And he's like, wow, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read that verse to you guys in, in just a second. But the point is that you have all these chapters in the middle where you're hearing these conversations of sometimes they say things that are true about God and they say things that are true, generally speaking. And then sometimes they're just flat out wrong. They're just not right. And we know that. I can say that with authority because God comes in at the end and is like, wow, you guys don't know what you're talking about. So why are those sections in the middle there? And today I was kind of thinking about that, thinking about the context of this discussion with biblical womanhood and all the different voices that we have in our lives, the different blogs, the different Instagram posts, the different, even just cultural icons and the way that they live certain ways, how they represent who being a woman is, you know, that kind of stuff. We just have so many different voices. And we need to always have that discernment checker, right? We need to always be praying that the Lord would give us discernment so that we can see that person. We can listen to that song, even I'll say, because it's in music, gals, or that blog that you're reading or whatever it is. And we can go, ooh, but does that match with God's word? Is that really what it's supposed to be? I think in some ways, Job's a little bit of an exercise in that. Like there's almost like that's being displayed for us a little bit, right? Because Job's friends are saying all of these things. And then it's at the end that God comes and says, it. and let me just read it to you. It's in Job 38. All of it is the last couple chapters of Job are always so great. But I just wanted to read this verse right here because I think this highlights it. Job 38.4 says, this is God talking. And he says, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have any understanding. Okay. That's kind of a little bit of a mic drop there with God going, I'm sorry, who are you? Were you there? When I laid the foundation of there, do you even have any understanding at all? Now, I don't think this is God being mean and just having a real smackdown conversation with us. No, but he is kind of like really assertively setting the dial here. And he's speaking truth because were any of us there? Do any of us have even a tiny, tiny piece of the power, knowledge of God? Like, no, we don't. And so Job 38 and onward is sort of like what you got, that's God's word, matching it against what the friends were saying earlier. So you can take the pieces that were in those earlier conversations and go, ooh, did that match with what God, how God finished this story (laughs) at the end of the book? And if it didn't, yeah, those are the pieces that like, that's not true. We're facing the same thing with the conversations, the debates, the questions, maybe in your own mind or things that you maybe hear that are very popular, even in some churches today. The question is, do those things, do they match with what God says? I love how in Proverbs, it tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And it says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's where it all starts. A fear of the Lord. Now, for some, that kind of freaks us out. We're like, well, I don't want to be scared of God. And I don't think it's meant to be like a total shaking in your tennis moment that you're just like that kind of terrified of God. But at the same time, should there be a healthy fear of an all-powerful, all-knowing 
God? I kind of think there should be. And so I feel like if we sit here and we look and we know that wisdom, like real wisdom, really understanding who you are as a woman, if it begins with the fear of the Lord, well, let's be constantly reminding us of what God's word says about who God is. And that's why I felt that reading going back to Job is probably a good reminder because I'm telling you gals, if you're ever just feeling your like female empowerment Cheerios and you're thinking that, man, maybe this feminism thing is the way to go. And, you know, you start thinking that I would just recommend you go back and you read Job 38.4 and maybe a little bit more of it, too. But again, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? See, the point is, is that God is the one that gets a say. He's the only one who gets a say. If you don't like that, it kind of doesn't matter because it's just true. He knows every fiber of our beings. In Psalms, when it tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, he knew us when we were in the womb. Like you get that kind of knowledge. Nobody else has that kind of knowledge. Our technology, as crazy as it might get, they're never going to know that kind of knowledge. God alone knows our every fiber. He knows exactly how we're wired because he made us. It's he gets to say. So all that to say, if he is the one that has that authority, that he gets the say in all of that, as we get into the New Testament or even see some of the models even within the Old Testament of what he says about who we are as women, that's his right to do. He gets to have that say. And who are we to question it? But sadly, that's kind of where we're at today, right? When we get into this study, the first week that we're going to look at in the introduction is I want to just go to kind of putting out there what has all of our so-called progression and empowerment and moving things along, what has it wrought? What has this actually given us? And where are we today as families, as culture? Where are we today? And are we better? Are we better off with our so-called innovation and putting ourselves out there, are we better? Because so many of the things where we see where we are now are a departure from what God's word says. But we kind of thought that, no, we kind of know better now. You know, we have more freedom or liberty and do different things like that. And again, freedom's great. Liberty's great. All within the context of how God designed us to be. The moment we start stepping outside of what he says for us, we're going to have some struggle. And that's putting it lightly. Not only should you, you'll end up feeling a little bit of dissonance, like, wow, that puzzle piece isn't quite fitting in just right. You will eventually have ramifications that are just destructive to us as a society in general. And that should not surprise us. But I think sometimes when, you know how you're, you got that picture of that frog that's in a pot of water and it's just heating up ever so slowly. And it's like, well, there was this little change made and this little compromise made. And then over time, all of a sudden, your frog is completely cooked and your doctrine's on its head. And these are things that maybe it did happen slowly. Maybe some of these changes in our thinking, maybe they were ever so slow. But as you step back, even if you take a statistical look at us culturally, it is a dismal picture of what's happened to the structures of the family and all of these things over the last 50, even more than that, but you know, 50 years. And it's just ramping up. And there's some consistencies there that you cannot deny that there's links. And it's all about so much related to the family and who we are as men and women within those families, what we're doing. Are women, are we teaching and training the younger? Like, like Titus 2 tells us, how are we doing with that? So 
the way this whole study is going to work, these these first seven weeks, we're kind of going to work through these things in a little bit of methodical way. I am going to spend a lot of time on some scriptures that maybe if you have been studying the word and you've been a Christian for a long time, some of these you've heard a lot. And I'm actually really comfortable with repeating these same scriptures over and over and rehearsing them in your brain and in mine. And the reason is, is because if you are in that camp where you're like, wow, I've kind of heard this a lot, I think we need to actually just grab those scriptures with both hands and know them as best we possibly can so that we can do a better job of teaching and training the younger with these scriptures and not to hold them with tentative, like, oh, okay, we kind of don't like to talk about that verse. No, let's talk about that verse because it is good because our God is good. And he wrote this book and he wrote every way in which you were created to be, function, and live. We're created for his glory. So if he created us, if we're here to glorify him, we need to look to what he says about who we are in order to just walk in that perfect image that he wants us to be in. He gets to call the shots there. So we're going to spend a lot of time with some of those scriptures that maybe some of them are super familiar. Maybe some of them you've just kind of avoided. I'm really, really excited to go through all of them, actually. But maybe you're new, too, and maybe you have not been a Christian very long, or maybe you're listening to this and you are not a believer right now, and you're thinking, this lady is nuts. Here's the thing. All of the things that we're going to talk about, there's some very practical things. We're going to dig into different parts of verses and talk about structure and family and structure in the church and all of those kinds of things. And you might be going, wow, that doesn't sound very great. Here's the thing. It is because everybody operates best in the way that they were created to operate, right? If you get a new phone, you know that it's going to work best if you keep it charged. Okay. If you decide you're like, I just think that whole charging cable thing is really dumb and it's kind of a waste of my time. So I'm not going to plug it in and I'm not going to charge it. Well, Apple or whoever made your phone, their manufacturer is going to say, I'm sorry, your phone is not going to work if you just choose to ignore what the manufacturer has said and you choose to not plug it in. It's just not going to work. So you can say (laughs) however long you want and waste all the breath all day long that you would prefer that to just feel like it should work a different way. The reality, the truth is that if you don't plug it in, your phone's not going to work. I don't know why we would expect that we as humans would be any different. There is a way in which God designed us to be. And we can say we don't care for that. But it won't change the fact that we're designed to function in a certain way. Some of it, that's just, it's just logic. It's just basic. It's just truth and reality. And that's whether you are not familiar with the word or not, there's certain things that we understand that things are designed to work a certain way. And there's things that are not subjective about that. There's an objective truth and reality to things that doesn't change. And we don't throw the rules out just because it's us as humans. We had a beginning. We have a creator. And that doesn't change whether or not you like it to or not. So there's there's just a truth that exists there. Now, I also want to say within this, especially whether you're a new believer or whether you're listening to this and you're not a believer, please know, myself included, none of us look at the things sometimes that the word instructs us and we are perfect in those things. We're just not. That's our flesh. That's our sin nature. We're going to spend a ton of time in Genesis and talk about that. Because our sin is what 
is the death of us. I mean, actually, quite literally. It is the reason Jesus came, because our sin, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that's that amazing, amazing good news. And that's why really, whether it's this issue or anything we talk about in scripture, it's all gospel related. And the gospel is that we sinned. Adam and Eve sinned and committed that original sin in the garden. And as such, with that sin, the wages of that sin was death. The wages of all sin would thereby always be death. It brought death into the world. And so that's there. That's a, that's a truth. So what do we do? Well, God, in his mercy and his grace, he sent his perfect son to die on a cross, pay that ultimate price for us to atone for that sin, for our sin. And when I say, don't make it sound like it's like, oh, it's that one sin. It was Eve's sin and that's it. It's all done. No, you gals know, man, we are sin in sin all the time, right? We constantly need to come to the Lord and repent. And, you know, we are not walking in perfection, nor shall we be until we get to be with the Lord in heaven. There is a gospel layer to all of this, no matter what we're talking about. And for me, I'm especially thankful for the gospel and for Jesus when we talk about these things, because is Amy McReynolds necessarily just, maybe you listen to this and you think, well, she probably just is this very demure, easily submissive, very quiet person that these scriptures just don't challenge her. And so no wonder she's all excited about it all the time. No. That's not true. Anybody who knows me very well knows that I am a big fat sinner in all of this stuff. Ask my husband. Nope. I have an absolute independent streak of like, well, I think I know the way it should be done. And so I need the gospel just as much as every single one of you out there because we all fail in this. But his mercies are new every single morning. We don't have to beat up on ourselves that, oh, we messed up again. Or we, you know, we don't have to do that because. Our God is gracious. Our God is good. And we daily to experience, and not even daily, moment by moment, right? Experience his new mercies for us in any area of life. But right now, as we're talking about in this season, biblical womanhood specifically, I'm going to keep reminding us of that because we need to know that it is something that we have to just keep coming back to Jesus, keeping that focus just on him, knowing that he is the one that he not only has the authority, he also has the answer, but he also has that grace and mercy and compassion as when we fail, he's there to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I mean, isn't that amazing, amazing news? I love that about the Lord. I love that about his word, that it isn't a book of just saying, well, you gals, you better do this and you better not do that. And No, no, no. He's giving us some manufacturer instructions for sure. He's saying, this is what you need. This is who you were designed to be. This is how my church functions. This is how uh, um, the marriage relationship functions. And he gets to say that because it's his plan. He's God. Go back, read Job 38, 4. Where were you? This is not for us to say. That's not a truth. That's not a reality. It is his call to make. This is his world and we're his. So the study is going to walk through maybe some uncomfortable verses, but I also hope it's just going to be incredibly encouraging to you that there's answers to all of the questions that are out there. You know, sometimes there's this thing out there, especially in the deconstruction movement and progressive church kind of thing is like, you know, well, the church has not allowed us to ask questions. And I, I just think that is such nonsense. I mean, the ones that say that I'm like, well, who 
who'd you ask? Did you ask? They're just absolutely our answers. And I even think in controversial subjects like this one, which I don't think it should be controversial at all, but I think even in those, they think that, well, you know, the church is just misogynistic or, you know, the Bible is misogynistic or, you know, hates women or Paul hated women. These are just things that are just not true. And arguments are made and people love to pontificate about these things, but that isn't the heart of the word. So that's why I want to go there. I want to study these things and I want to look there. And so I think that that part of it, while yes, there will be some things that are challenging, I think every single one of those, we can come to the Lord with an open honesty. And it's not like he's nervous. It's not like he can't handle our questions or anything like that. But I think he wants to deal with us in a gracious and loving way. And I think that this gives us an opportunity to do that. So for the next few weeks, if you're coming with us along in the study and you're going to be in the building uh, live or if you're going to join us online anywhere throughout the world, those are where some of the teachings are going to be. And the book that is going to come with this, if you decide to order that, is going to be a journal that is going to kind of allow you to sort of have a prayer journal and your own notes with the Lord. Because I know that there are going to be things that you're going to be like, huh, okay, I need to write that down and I need to pray about that. I need to look up the scripture. And I'm really praying that you do that, ladies. Don't just sit on a Tuesday night or whenever you choose to watch the study and go, okay, well, Amy says this verse says this, so that must be what it is. Please go look in your scriptures yourself and look in a Bible, really see it in black and white and know what it says for yourself. I think that is so important with anything that we're dealing with in the word, but it's hard to own somebody else's belief. It needs to, belief isn't what somebody else thinks. Belief is what you think and what you believe. And so I really think it's important for you to search the scripture yourself. And I'm probably gonna say, I guarantee you, (laughs) I guarantee you there will be something or many somethings within this that either you'll disagree with and maybe shocking, what if I'm wrong about like the way I speak something? Oh, that could happen. Amy's going to misspeak. Amy's going to make mistakes and all that kind of stuff. My prayer is that I just rightly handle what God's word is saying. And that's why, you know, like the Bereans, when they would go back and they would check what God's word said for themselves, I'm really praying that that's what you do. So we're going to provide, if you choose to order the journal that's going to come with this, you can use that journal to kind of do your own notes, your own prayer time with the Lord. And then there's also this section within it called Word Versus the World, where it's just a couple pages, but it's things where I want you to really think critically about the world around you. I really want you to start observing and noticing when certain messages that you hear, it could be an ad you see on TV. It could be just kind of even a subliminal message you catch in a TV show or maybe something you have read or, you know, whatever. But I'm hoping that we will capture those thoughts, that we will think critically about the world around us and then go, okay, this is the message that the world is saying about me as a woman. How does that match with God's word? And so we've just put a couple pages within each week for you to kind of write those things. Then we also are including some verse cards just to have some extra scripture for you to meditate on, memorize, man, the word, the word, the word, ladies, the more we can just make that something that like what Jesus said, abide in my word, right? And as you memorize scripture, it's so helpful. It's so helpful. So that's what this first section of the Biblical Womanhood Defined by Design study is going to look like. And we're going to be wrapped up with the teaching portion by spring break. And then, you know, in the fall, it's going to look a little different. The fall is when we're going to bring out the workbook that we have written. And you guys have loved those. The team just does such an amazing job of the workbooks. And 
what it's going to do, it's going to mirror the studies that we have just done. We'll have done the teaching stuff. So the teachings will still live there on the YouTube channel and you can go back and listen to that teaching. But what the fog time is going to look like is that's when we're going to launch what we're calling devoted small groups. And these are going to be small groups that are going to be in homes or, you know, there may be some flexibility into, you know, maybe a group will decide that they meet in a Starbucks or, you know, whatever, that these small groups that you will go through the homework sections in the study guide and then get together on a weekly basis. And you'll go through that with one of our facilitators for the devoted groups. So that is a kind of a, it's a brand new thing for us to do it in that way. And some of you guys might be hearing this and go, oh, that's great. Amy. Yeah, I come to big group studies, but I don't do small groups. I, I don't do that. If I can just speak to that for just a second, because I get that. I am one of those gals that if I could just either be in the back row, which I know some of you guys are listening to this going, Amy, how is that possible? You're on the stage. It's possibly just, I guarantee it. (laughs) Talk to anybody who has known me for, you know, past five years ago. And they're going to be like, yeah, if Amy has a chance to just be in the background or not be there, she's going to be. I know it's hard. I have absolutely been in that place where I've been going to a small group Bible study and I just don't want to go. I come up with every excuse possible to not be there. But here's where if I'm just going to be real frank with myself and for those of you who just don't want to do that, God's word tells us to surround ourselves with those that sharpen us. As iron sharpens iron, Proverbs tells us, it tells us to be in fellowship together. You see that in Acts. You see that in lots of places in scripture. It's the Lone Ranger Christian that doesn't do so well. It's just real. So if you're one of those, that, like, you're like, I don't really need small group. I don't need this. I don't need that. I would just ask you to pray about that and do whatever the Lord asks you to do. And then here's the thing. The Lord might ask you to do something super uncomfortable for seven whole weeks, seven weeks, gals, because that's all it is. It's just seven weeks. I mean, that's not even full two months, right? But here's what's going to happen. And I, I'm saying this because I have seen it over and over and over. I, I've seen it in my own experience. You will be so blessed by joining with other gals. Most importantly, I'm going to say in prayer, because all of the small groups are going to have very focused, dedicated time of prayer. And, you know, we did, we just finished up the prayer Bible study last year or whenever I, I get all my times confused, but the last Bible study was the prayer Bible study. And we talked about all the things about prayer, why it's so important. And this is just something that if you are someone that really wants to walk within God's design for us as women, I'm just going to tell you, you and I, we're going to need some prayer. We need the Lord. This is not something we do within our own strength. But to be obedient to God's word is something that we need his spirit working within us. And we need prayer. We really, really need prayer. And not just us, our families need prayer. Our workplaces, our schools, our communities, our churches, our pastors need prayer. And so that is a really important part of these groups. But along with the prayer, we will also have the small group or the facilitators kind of going through the workbook that you guys will have and you'll have your workbook to do. So that's what this, how this is going to look a little differently. And you guys, I'm giving you just 
basically the very basic, basic information, because there's obviously so many details to work out on, you know, how you'll sign up for groups and all of that kind of stuff that will be coming. You can watch for that on our website and all of those things that especially you'll start seeing more of that kind of stuff in the summer. This first part that we're going to launch here in the next couple of weeks is going to feel very similar to what you've experienced in the past with our studies, where it's a weekly teaching and that kind of stuff. It's just the book part's going to look a little different. If I can also just kind of peel back the curtain on why I think the Lord led us in that way, because to be real, when I first started writing the workbook, that wasn't the plan. Like I thought we were just going to do it just like we've always done it. But the Lord through various different ways really brought this together, I think, in this way. And I am so excited to see what he has for this, because some of the things that we're going to talk about are going to be things that it will be really helpful for you to be with other godly women and be able to talk about very practical ways like, okay, this piece that the words talk about, this submission thing, what does this look like here? What is this practically? How should this be? And everybody's got very unique circumstances. Our small groups are not going to be designed. They're not counseling sessions. They're not for us to come and, you know, bear all our burdens and expose all the dirt or anything like that. Definitely not. In fact, our facilitators will be very trained and kind of guarding against that, helping you gals to not do those things and create some just some good boundaries in how to have good godly conversations with things like that. However, it does give you an opportunity to have a godly woman or maybe someone else within the study be able to go, this is what the scripture says about this. Or maybe they don't even know what to say and they just go, you know, I'm just going to pray for you this week. Gals, again, we need prayer. We need prayer. So the small group piece of this is actually, it's very new for us to do it in this way. And so I don't really know what all the Lord has. But I do believe that the Lord has led us down this path. And I think, especially in a large church like Athey, I do think it allows us to get to know each other. And, you know, for those of you that are joining us from all over the country, you guys have actually just been already doing this. We get emails and Instagram messages and pictures of groups that just meet together on a regular basis in every single one of our studies. So in a lot of ways, what we're doing here locally is what you guys have already been doing. And I also say if that's you and if you're one of those groups or in when I say groups, it could be two of you. It could be 30 of you. We have a broad range of gals that kind of meet together during these studies. We would love for you to email us and let us know you're there. We want to be praying for you and supporting you how we can as well. So that's kind of like the brass tacks of how some of the study will look. And I guess just to, I wanted to do this podcast just as, yes, to walk you through some of the details. Make sure you look at the website because seriously, I could say something right now and it could get changed and it needs, but that website will have what's accurate. But mostly, I wish we could just kind of all sit together because I want you guys to see how good, how good, how good the Lord is and how good his design is. I mean, gals, that is the bottom line. Our God is good if we believe that he is good if we believe that he truly is God, if we believe that he is this God here in Job 38.4 that laid the foundations of the earth, if we believe that this is real and it's real, then this is a really exciting thing for us to jump into. We don't have to be tentative of these verses. We get to be excited to know the God who is good. We need to be excited to know about his good design for us. So, 
please feel free. Send us questions as the study gets started and all of those kinds of things, because I know, I know it's going to be there. If you can join us live on Tuesdays, oh, it is such a blessing to be there with all of you gals and see all of these faces of women who are just desiring to know God in his word. I mean, truly, that's what I see on a Tuesday night. And it is truly such a blessing to be a part of. And again, I'll say for those of you who cannot join us live or you cannot join us in person, I really do challenge you, whether you do it here in the spring when, or here in the winter months, February, March here, when we're going to be doing the teachings live, or whenever you start to listen to the teachings, or maybe you do it in the fall and kind of put together your own group of gals to do this with, I really do pray that you will put yourself in good iron sharpening fellowship with other gals. And with the backdrop of all the things that like I started this podcast on, on the word itself. Be so careful that you are guarding your time, guarding your words according to the word. Sometimes, gals, we have to be careful with just women's groups. We like to chat, okay? We like to chat. Don't forget that God's word has some real strong words about too much chat too, right? Being against gossip, being against slandering other people and things like that. I mean, that's not something I, I'm saying was is it should never be in the context of something that's Bible study or small group related, but it happens, right? Those are things that we need to be, that's not what a women's devoted small group is for. Absolutely not. This is a time for us to seek the word together, to pray for one another, whether that's something that you do with us alive in person, whether that is something that you're doing, if you're in Arkansas or Georgia or New York or all the people that join us all across the country, that should be your bedrock, the word of God and measuring yourself through that. So I can't wait, you guys. I'm so excited. It's probably annoying. It's always a joy, I have to say. And that is such a neat thing that the Lord has done because I used to be terrified to speak, well, pretty much to speak anywhere, but I was certainly terrified to speak to women's groups or even be in a women's group. I hardly didn't even want to go, right? I was the one that wanted to hide in the back. But truly to see gals in this day and age when the world just looks so dark and so confusing, and it's just a respite. It's just like this hear you guys even comment from the podcast or on Instagram of how you're part of all of of this group that is wanting to also, you're an encouragement that there's gals out there really wanting to dive into what God's word says and take it seriously and really be obedient to what the Lord has for us. And that is just an absolute blast. That is so, so fun. And I know that there's a ton of you gals, maybe you've been in some workplaces or in some school situations that have been pretty dark and pretty convoluted. The great news is that, yeah, while all that's gross, the word is so simple. And keep your eyes on Jesus. Look to his word. It's just so blessedly clear. And even in the passages that might take a little bit more work to read through, I think the principle of it, I think the message that the Lord has for us, even in those ones that might be harder to understand at first, is actually so clear. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the simple. So I can't wait for you gals to join us. Like I said, if you're listening to this one, when this podcast is dropping, the study's starting quick. So if you want to join and you've not grabbed a journal, like I said, the journal, it's, it's not like you have to get it the moment the study starts or anything like that. Because like I said, this study is a little bit different. If you're listening to this uh, in the summertime or when we're about to start the fall session, hop online and when the book's available, grab a study guide. I also am not a person that pushes the book, man. 
gals, you don't need to buy a single thing. Anything that we produce, just by the way, we do it at as base cost as we possibly can just to recover some of our costs and be good stewards of what the Lord has given us. But you're never going to hear me push a book, girls, because really what you need is your Bible. You need a Bible and that is all. So if you don't grab the study guide and you just want to listen to the teachings and you just want to grab a notebook and your Bible, perfect amazing. (laughs) But if you do want to grab the book, as soon as those are available, like I said, just keep checking the website when some of that stuff comes up. Just be in prayer with us, would you gals? Because I do think that while it will be an exciting time to dig into the word, keep in mind that the enemy, he hates you. He hates your family. He does not want you to do well. And he wants you to buy all the counterfeits, all the garbage that's out there. He absolutely does not want you to give two seconds to what God's word and what his biblical, beautiful, beautiful design for you is. And so he is going to pull out anything he can to keep you from the word of God. So be prepared for that. Don't be scared of it because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you don't have to get weird about the enemy or anything like that. But know that there will be some opposition to you actually doing this study with us. There's going to be opposition to you getting into the word, especially about this topic, gals, because he wants to destroy you. He just does. So don't be deterred. Don't be discouraged. Instead, let's put the whole armor of God on. And let's really dig into this. I can't wait for you guys just to join us in the study defined by design, a study on biblical womanhood. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.